Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 81, Drinking and Relationships, Your Questions Answered. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all? I'm fantastic. I am back in my office, in my new house, and I'm loving it. I've got it all nice and set up. <laughs> I ordered a pink um, velvet couch so I can lay down and be creative and write in my office and shut a door. It's fantastic. <laughs> my dog is on her special little queen bed laying next to me snoring, and I'm just loving it. So And I did want to update you all that my grandmother passed and thank you so much for all of your messages and emails and love that you sent to me over the past couple weeks. I really, really appreciate that. I wasn't um, with her when that happened, but I spent eight days with her almost around the clock um, while I was home in Indiana and I'm very pleased that I was able to do that and have some connections with her and I know that she knew that I was there, so... Um, I'm glad that she's able to rest now in her forever place and see my grandpa and all the other family that has passed on. So, yes, (laughs) today I want to talk to you guys about relationships and drinking, specifically like drinking in relationships and how our relationships can often drive us to drink. I asked my coaching clients like what they wanted to hear on the podcast, and a bunch of them said, more on relationships. And we spend a lot of time coaching and talking about relationships in our lives and how our thoughts about our relationships cause our feelings, and sometimes those feelings drive actions like drinking, eating, buffering, yelling, avoiding people, that sort of thing. And when we have goals to not overdrink, it's so important to evaluate how we think in all of the areas in our lives. We all have relationships, relationships with our significant others, our kids, our bosses, our parents, siblings, neighbors, right? We have relationships with people (laughs) in all the different areas. And I've talked about relationships in past episodes, but I thought I'd give you a quick overview of what relationships are. Our relationship with another person is what we think about them. Our thoughts will determine if that relationship is good or bad. It's so interesting, right? So let me show you this truth. I want you guys to think about a person who you have a great relationship with. Okay, do you have them in your mind? One person. Somebody you have a really good relationship with. Got it? What are your thoughts about them? Give yourself a minute. What are your thoughts about this person that you have an amazing relationship with? Probably something like, they're amazing, they care about me, they're fun to be around, it doesn't take much effort, we get along, blah, 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 right? (laughs) Just notice how you feel when you have those thoughts. I'm guessing you probably feel pretty good, right? When you think about this person, you have these types of thoughts. And what do you tend to do when you feel this way, when you think about this person? Meaning, what do you do when you are in this relationship? Do you call this person? Do you send them texts? 
Do you do nice things with them or for them? Do you check in? And then notice what you might not do if in this nice relationship. You probably aren't running to the bottle of wine or trying to escape your feelings about this person, right? Now I want you to think about a relationship in your life that isn't so good. Think about a person that you have a difficult relationship with. Okay? What are your thoughts about them? (laughs) Probably along the lines of they're difficult. (laughs) They don't listen. It's so hard. They're so frustrating. I never... I would never do what they do. I don't understand how they can do blah, blah, blah. I don't like interacting with them. They cause me to drink. Okay? (laughs) Just notice what your thoughts are about that person who you don't have a good relationship with. Now notice how you feel when you think these thoughts. Do you feel frustrated, annoyed, angry, sad, empty? And just notice, like think about your past and how you've shown up in this relationship, what do you tend to do when you feel this way about this person? Meaning, what do you do or don't do when you are in this relationship? You probably aren't reaching out as often or sending nice messages or doing anything extra for them. You might get so frustrated that you pour a glass of wine or bitch about this person to a friend or to your spouse. Or you might ruminate and overthink and create a lot of stories and drama in your head, right? (laughs) Am I close here? So in both examples, you can see through this exercise how your thoughts about these people are creating the experience you have with them. Your thoughts about them are creating your feelings. Remember, the people we are in relationships with can't make us feel anything. That is 100% on us. Our feelings are vibrations in our body that are generated by the thoughts in our minds. Other people can't make us feel these vibrations. It's literally impossible. The feelings that you experience are the physical effects of our emotions, which are generated in our brain by how we think. So that's the basic understanding of what relationships are and how we feel our relationships in our lives, okay? They are just thoughts about people. (laughs) And I want to let you know you can significantly improve your relationships with other people by just changing your thoughts about them. And they don't have to do anything. What? (laughs) I know. They don't have to do anything, but we can change our thoughts. I hear a lot of pushback about this. Like, well, why do they or why do I have to be the one responsible to do this work? And they don't have to do anything. Listen. This is why. Because when you change the way you think in your relationship, it benefits you, not them. I know what? (laughs) When you change your thoughts about the other person, it will make you feel better. And when you feel better, you tend to not reach for a glass of wine, right? This makes you feel better in your life. That's why we want to do it. It has nothing to do with the other person. Just like other people can't cause your feelings, your thoughts and feelings can't cause other people to feel. So a lot of times we look at past hurtful relationships and we don't want to forgive because they don't deserve our forgiveness, right? But I want you guys to see here is that they don't get to feel your forgiveness. Only you get to feel that. You guys following along? Forgiveness benefits you, not them. That's just one example of a feeling that you would get to experience, right? Like love or joy or happiness or peace 
or neutrality, that's a feeling that you get to experience, not the other person. So when you hold on to hate or victimhood or disappointment about some of your relationships, that hurts you, not them. Okay? (laughs) All right, that brief overview of relationships is over. And now I want to answer some of my listeners' questions specifically about alcohol and relationships. And the first question was how relationships and our decisions to drink are intertwined. Okay, this is a really good question. So similarly, in how I showed you that it's our thoughts about the relationship that determine the quality of the relationship, your thoughts about the relationship often trigger feelings that drive the action of drinking. So many of us think that if we can get the drinking under control and stop drinking so much, our relationships will improve. And yes, that can happen. But what often happens is that when we stop drinking so much, our thoughts and feelings are more revealed to us about that relationship. So we begin to recognize our truths in the relationships. And often we don't like it, right? Like we see our lives for what they are. So when you're in a relationship that feels boring or frustrating, those feelings might drive action like actions like drinking, right? Just like when you feel bored at home or frustrated with yourself for not doing what you say you will do, those feelings often drive the act of drinking, okay? And once you see a pattern in which feelings are driving your action of drinking, you will see this pattern in all the areas of your life, in relationships, at work, at home, on vacation, all of it. Our relationships and our decisions to drink are intertwined because it's our feelings about the relationship that drive or motivate you to drink. Okay, remember our feelings drive our actions and it's no different in relationships, right? So if you want to cut back on drinking and improve your relationship, it's the same process. We have to uncover what your thoughts are that have caused those feelings in the first place. Then we learn how to process and feel those feelings that we haven't been willing to feel before. We've been, if we look at what we normally do, if we feel frustrated or angry in a relationship, we tend to go drink, right? Most of you listening. <laughs> and then what we want to do is after we learn how to feel that instead of being in reaction to our feelings, then we can make a conscious decision on what we do. We can decide to not drink even when we feel this negative vibration in our relationships, okay? And that's being in super power mode. And I want to add that it's not often a bad feeling that drives this behavior. A lot of my clients have good relationships, but want to feel more connected at the end of the day. So they use alcohol to feel more of that feeling. But the problem still exists. Feeling connected can't be generated with alcohol. Feeling connected comes from how we think. So if we are requiring alcohol to feel connected, it will always be like you're chasing after something. Or you're going to need a lot of alcohol to get that desired effect because it's not the way it works. (laughs) Connected comes from how we think, not what we drink, not what we eat, not what we do. Okay. The second question I received is how to deal with the intensity of relationships. And how I'll answer this question is very similar to the last one. The intensity of your relationship is how you think about it. If you're thinking it's intense, it's too much, it's too hard, it's complicated, whatever thoughts you have about the relationship, it will create that feeling of intensity. So in order to deal with the intensity, we need to first cover our, uncover our thoughts that are creating that feeling of intensity. What are those? Okay, so if you have an intense relationship, what are all the thoughts that you have when you're feeling that intensity? Okay, write them down. 
and then sit with them and read them back to yourself and notice how those thoughts make you feel. Okay, this is a really good exercise to do outside of an argument or an intense moment. All right, don't do this in the moment. Get out, you know, process and feel. And then maybe the next day when you're not in the middle of it, right, do that exercise. Do do it when you're feeling neutral, like first thing in the morning. Okay, because when you're in the moment with an intense relationship like that, your brain kind of shuts down to seeing and being an observer of your thoughts here. Okay. Be with those thoughts when you do this exercise and notice how they make you feel. And this will help you see that it's your thoughts that create the intensity, not the other person. Because if you're doing this alone in a quiet space, they aren't there right now, right? So how can they cause your feelings if they aren't even present? Remember, thoughts, the sentences in your brain cause your feelings. So eye-opening to witness this and see for yourself. So to deal with the intensity, you want to learn how to process and feel this intensity instead of turning to alcohol to dampen it, okay? A lot of times we think, I can't handle this. This is too much, and that causes us to kind of hold our breath, and then we go drink to breathe, right? What you want to do is allow that intensity, okay? You do this by intentionally feeling it after you've written out your thoughts and you notice how you feel, then you breathe and allow and process, If you guys haven't listened to the episode, How to Feel, I highly suggest you do for a deeper understanding of what I'm talking about here and how to process your feelings. I'll link up that podcast episode in the show notes, okay? But by allowing the intensity, you take ownership of it. By knowing it is your thoughts and breathing and allowing and processing, you'll move through this feeling much easier and more quickly And you will learn how to unintensify this just by processing it instead of letting that feeling drive the actions of drinking or yelling or avoiding or slamming a door or hiding, right? Just being with it. Notice how it feels in your body. And then when you feel like you've allowed and processed and you're gaining that skill, then we can look at the thoughts that you had that created this intensity in the first place. And if you want, we can change them to generate a feeling that you'd like to have in your relationship if you want to. Another thing I'd like you to recognize here is that our feelings that we have as human beings are meant to share information with us. They're like little message delivery systems, okay? So if you have noticed that you are in an intense relationship, you know, even though it's your thoughts that cause your feelings, you want to slow down and be with that feeling and listen to what it has to tell you, okay? Be with it. It's going to it's gonna reveal some things to you that you might want to listen to, right? Like, do you want to be in a relationship where you have these types of thoughts all the time, right? My advice is not to always change your thoughts so you feel better, okay? Sometimes we don't want to do that. Sometimes you want to feel angry or upset or pissed off, right? It's not that we're trying to get out of these types of intense feelings. You just want to be with them and process them and get curious with them and then listen to what they're trying to tell you, all right? So this is what we do exactly inside my coaching program, by the way. I can't explain to you how valuable it is to have a coach guide you through this and show you your thoughts and help you learn how to feel and process. It is the game changer to making these changes in your life in your relationships, with how much you're drinking, all of it. 
So if you're in my program, keep volunteering to be coached. And if you aren't in my program, why the hell not? (laughs) My program is the best online coaching program to change your relationship with alcohol, hands down. The, The amount of time and high touch that I provide my clients and how well I know them inside the program, you don't get anywhere else. Okay, it's it's by far better than having a private one on one coach, too. By the way, you are surrounded with women who are sharing the exact same situations in their relationships with alcohol and with their people. Um, It's a beautiful thing. So seriously consider joining because the coaching aspect of this, having somebody show you how your thoughts are creating your feelings and how to um, walk you through processing and feeling your feelings changes everything. All right. <laughs> I had to throw that in there because a lot of you guys think that like you want to do this on your own, right? And you don't need a coach to help guide you through this. And that might be truthful, right? I didn't find that to be the case with me. I tried to do this on my own, but coaching definitely um, changed everything for me. It's It was so compelling. That's why I became a life coach, <laughs> right? I had to learn the skills to do this. I had to have somebody else show me how to do that. I didn't know. I didn't have them. And I couldn't see my own shit. I had to have somebody else show me how I was thinking that was causing all of my problems in the first place. All right? So you could be missing some important pieces of how all of our thoughts and our feelings and actions are connected in the areas of your life if you don't have that coach on your side. All right. (laughs) The third question I got about relationships and alcohol is what to do when you start to cut back and you notice the same behaviors you have with alcohol in your relationships. (laughs) First of all, this is so common. I had it too. When I was learning about all this stuff, I wanted to tell everybody. I was so excited. It was working so well for me and I thought everybody needed it too, especially my husband. (laughs) And I noticed I wanted to tell him that his feelings were driving his drinking and how his thoughts are responsible for his feelings and not me. I wasn't responsible for his feeling, not his work, right? Not the kids. And let's be honest, I did tell him these things in the beginning, but I just got so frustrated that he didn't want to do what I was doing. (laughs) Really, really frustrated. And I actually remember getting coaching on thinking. This is what I thought. This was the thought that I got coaching on. I didn't want to take care of him when he's older because he could have prevented the chronic diseases that he was destined to get. You guys, I had these thoughts in my brain. I know. Listen, here's the thing. What I learned through coaching and my new understanding about relationships is that those thoughts I was having about him hurt me and caused me to feel bad. And then I would pull back from him or judge him. And in the past, I would have definitely wanted to drink or eat or escape and avoid because I just couldn't deal with it. And all of those things hurt my life and my health, not his. So literally those thoughts I was having about him, if I had left those unchecked, would have caused me to have health issues, right? Crazy. Once I saw this again through coaching, I could not see this myself. My coach had to show it to me. I decided to stop all of it. No more. No more thinking he should be different. No more thinking he should do what I'm doing. No more judgment. I decided to let him be him and to love him. Guess what happened? (laughs) Guess what happened when I decided to let him be him? He changed. I'm not joking. It was like magic. The less I focus on him and the more I focus on me and what I wanted to do with my own health and life and making improvements in my life, he gradually got healthier. By his own, by the way. Nothing that I was doing. 
Okay, he took his health into his own hands, lost over 50 pounds, dramatically cut back on his alcohol and junk food and started to feel better about himself. Our relationship improved and now it just continues to get better. So my advice for you is, is that when you notice that you want to tell your significant other or a parent or something like that, don't allow that urge (laughs) to say something or just allow that urge to be present to say something and process it. Just like allowing the urge to drink to be present and not drink. Okay, notice your desire to say something and want to influence and then don't. (laughs) Let them be. And be an influence to the people in your life through your actions in your life. I promise it's way more effective. I've seen this time and time again with my clients. I'm not a special unicorn here. I promise. All right, my friends, that's what I have for you today. This is one that you'll want to re-listen and come back to multiple times. Relationships are a big part of our lives and having good ones just makes our lives better. And any amount of time you want, you work to improve them is time well spent. And again, we spend a lot of time discussing the nuances of relationships inside my group coaching program. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit, please request a 20-minute call via the link in the show notes. I'm also hosting a five-day reset starting on Monday, July 20th, okay? If you'd like to experience a teeny bit of what it's like inside my group program and get a taste of what it's like to work with me, sign up. It'll be sh- I'll be shutting down registrations on Sunday the 19th, so don't miss. The link to sign up for that five-day reset is in the show notes. Talk to you next week, my friends. Love to all. Bye.